All right. Hey, all. Thanks to everybody who's joining live. Those will be listening in later. Uh, we're now in season two of this space, uh, now live streaming with video. The block height is 739-015. And this is the 23rd space in an ongoing series called Adopting Bitcoin, a conversation with Galloway. We hold discussions with thoughtful leaders about Bitcoin and lightning adoption and about enabling communities and institutions to use Bitcoin as money, which is our mission at Galloway. We have a very special episode this week. We'll be hearing members of the delegation of French Bitcoiners that traveled to Central African Republic last week to learn about the Bitcoin adoption efforts in the country and to offer expertise uh, you know, from individuals who've been building Bitcoin and Lightning uh, projects around the world. Uh, we'll do some brief intros, uh, provide a recap of how this all came about, and then we'll get into some of the uh, learnings and takeaways from the trip. So. Uh, without further ado, uh, let's, let's hop into some intros. Maybe I can kind of uh, uh, direct us around to Jean-Christophe. Uh, I'd love to hear a, a brief intro. Yeah, of course. So I'm Jean-Christophe. Uh, I'm a product and project manager of StackInsat, which is a French company, um, a DCA company based on Bitcoin. And we're also organizing uh, Surfing Bitcoin, which is a Bitcoin conf uh, in France. Uh, David. Yes, hi everybody. I'm David Oren. I'm co-founder of Solarly. Solarly, it's a company where we we develop and install solar station in villages in rural areas uh, in uh, Central Africa. And uh, yes, uh, we we have a, a great experience in in the continent. So it's work. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Nicolas. Hey, Nicolas Berthe, I'm the founder and CEO of Galloway. So we developed a wallet uh, with a strong focus on Lightning. And we also have a, a conference called Adopting Bitcoin and I guess a podcast uh, where we are on right now. All right, uh, Sebastian. Okay, uh, my name is Sebast Sebastian. Uh, I, I am the founder of Big Block Green Services, and uh, we install a Bitcoin mining farm everywhere in the world. But uh, in in the south part of the of the world, more and more in Africa, essentially. Thank you, Jan. And you're on mute. Uh, could you press the mute? Un or unmute button, yeah. Let me see if I can. Maybe you can unmute for him. Let me see. I cannot unmute for you, Yam, so we cannot hear you. If you could press. Oh, you there you go. Is it good? Great. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Um, so good evening, everybody. And um, I'm Yam Timba. I'm uh, from Cameroon, and I'm right talking to you right now from Douala. Uh, I am a financial consultant and uh, um, a TV uh, personality in Central Africa. And I um, have just founded Bitcoin Africa House to promote Bitcoin here and to, to make sure that uh, what this uh, currency is, is... Uh, uh, is well known by the population and mainly by the authorities. Thank you, Noor. 
All right, um, Nora Boab, I'm Director of Partnerships at uh, Galloy and co-organizer with uh, our friend Kamal and uh, Nicholas here at Adopting Bitcoin. Great, thanks everybody. We've got Kamal on uh, on the technical end, running the running the live stream. Uh, shout out, uh, shout out to Kamal. So uh, we've got quite a few people here. Uh, I've got a couple, you know, basic questions to kick us off. But uh, you know, I'm hoping this can be a bit of a open conversation. Um, you know, be, I I've been in the states watching all of the uh, pictures coming across Twitter, and and you know, uh, you know, it's been amazing to watch, and I'm excited to get the you know the real the story from the people who were there on the ground. And so, um, maybe for the the watchers, uh, if we could start from the basics, uh, how did this trip come about? And maybe even talking just briefly about um, um, the, the 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 law. Um, so Sebastian, I don't know, maybe if you wanted to start, and then uh, you know, other people can chime in in terms of. How did this all get started, this trip? And you're on mute. Sebastian, you're on mute. Sorry. Um, so the question was uh, the beginning of the story? Yes. OK. Uh, just uh, I, I saw the. Uh, at news, the Bitcoin uh, legal tender in, in Central Africa. So I tried to to find a way to contact the, the president or the government, and I asked to my friend Jean-Marie Cambaceres to to contact the someone he, he knows in the country, and he is friend with uh, Alfred Poloco, uh, the president of the Conseil Economique et Social in France. Uh, I don't know the, if, if there's a translation, but uh, it's the it's an important uh, people, Alfred, in the in the country. So he sent he sent us uh, an, uh, an, invita uh, an invitation and uh, and uh, <laughs> okay, I I, I, um, I asked my friends to to join me for. Uh, a, a trip soon, and which was the the date uh, all together. Great. Uh, and then, you know, what were some of you, your goals? Uh, you know, heading over there. Um, you know, I, anybody can kind of take this. Nicholas, maybe you could start it off, and other people can talk about. You know, uh, you know, when you were heading in, what are you thinking? Uh, <laughs> what's on your mind when you're saying I'm gonna, I'm gonna head there, and, and what am I, what you're gonna do there? It's really to, I mean, it's first great to travel to, I guess, every country that will adopt Bitcoin, you know, it's a way to, maybe at the end, you know, we'll be, I will be visiting all the country on earth, just, you know, to one by one uh, in the order of uh, the adoption of Bitcoin. But, but yeah, I guess the main uh, first question is, so when the law came about, there was two really draft that we saw and one was talking about like a quick a law for adoption of crypto and there was another law for adoption of bitcoin and so you know it's it's different right whether we want to have a, a law favoring crypto or a law really focused on, on bitcoin and there was also some uh, story about you know people associated with the project that are running some I guess Ponzi scheme in Cameroon, another country nearby. So we didn't really know if 
I mean, it, it just, you know, you can wait something online, but you really have to go, uh, I guess, on site to really have some, some idea of what's happening. Um, and so, yeah, this is our, our starting point. It's like, uh, really try to understand where the, the government is at in terms of like, uh, is it a crypto law? Is it a Bitcoin law? And also try to get a sense about um, how is the usage about uh, Bitcoin on the ground. Uh, so for me, that was the main two, two goal. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, uh, maybe I, I let some other people, you know, dive into this uh, specific topic. Now it's me on mute. Anybody else uh, with, you know, experience in terms of how, you know, how you got involved and, and what you were looking to get out of this trip? Oh, why not? Uh, maybe let's, uh, let me share how I, I got involved in this. Uh, um, I usually I usually talk about uh, CFA francs on on TV and even in books I, I wrote, and uh, many people in in Africa, the, um, uh, authority, the civil society leaders, uh, students, researchers, many lot of them. Some of them just contact me when there is an opportunity to talk about. Uh, monetary issues in, in Africa, mostly in uh, Central and West Africa. And uh, it is, um, I hope, think, because once they issued this law, uh, the, the, the next day I was commenting it on TV and we tried to explain it to people and we to, to tell them how Bitcoin can be uh, a good um, opportunity, uh, a tool, for development of uh, this count, this uh, of Central African Republic, we because what I'm mostly concerned about is about how public policies can be changed when a country uh, decide to 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 use Bitcoin, and um, this was seriously what uh, got Mr. Poloko to invite me officially. And uh, he tried, he used uh, the uh, diplomatic network to, to reach me and just uh, sent me uh, an invitation. And I went there with uh, um, all these previous videos, uh, TV uh, intervention where I was explaining the law and what I was trying to um, explain to everybody that... Uh, uh, this law was not infringing laws of the community. We have a central uh, uh, African states community. It was not uh, breaking the law. And uh, it's something that a sovereign state is using to uh, develop its country and try to be more competitive in the economic, uh, um, about in econ all economic concerns that are raised by uh, the World Bank, the IMF, uh, the um, the, um, the European Central Bank, uh, maybe some people were uh, really, uh, they were surprised to, to, to know that uh, such a country so very far from Europe is directly linked to the cent European Central Bank. So that's how I got involved in this, uh, uh, in this conference and in this trip to Central African Republic. Thank you for that. Uh, David, did you, did you want to add something there? Um, yes, um, yes, I'm, I'm working on the solar uh, and in the, in the electricity sector, 
energy sector in uh, rural areas and we see that there is um, a gap between what happened in the city and what happened in the villages and one of the aspects very important also in the trip in this trip it's to uh, avoid that some people uh, we are um, are going to be um, for forgotten in the in the monetary uh, revolution what happened in, in central africa and uh, it's to put in in, uh, in in front that we have also to to put in place some tools adapted to villages to avoid the monetary the monetary gap as we see in the monetary in the electricity gap between villages and village uh, and city sorry so uh, yes it's one of also of the of the big picture that we have to 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 take in account in uh, in this trip That's awesome. Go ahead. And yeah, when I saw the law, this law, so two things surprised me. So Nicolas told it. Uh, the first thing it was, um, it wasn't just only focused on Bitcoin and crypto. So that was the first thing that surprised me. And the second thing that was, that was uh, if people do not accept Bitcoin, they can go to jail. Uh, so it could be a surprise if you know how Bitcoin works especially in this country where only few people, I mean, uh, 10 or 15 people only have access to internet. So yeah, it was a challenge to go there and to understand a, a bit more about this law, this country and what the, the government want. Awesome, thank you guys. And, and Noor, I wanna kind of pass it to you. I wanna hear a little bit about like, um, as, this, as the events and the meetings are being planned. I mean, I think there was like three or four days maybe that uh, you all were meeting with different people. Can you give a little overview of maybe the, the different groups or settings? I saw a picture in front of an, uh, an auditorium full of people. I think I saw a picture with the president or I saw you posing with uh, you know a group of women like using lightning wallets and, and posting lightning addresses or invoices into Twitter. So we'd love to hear about like the different parts of this trip. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I arrived the day early before uh, the guys came to the ground and I just went on a, on a little um, tour, I guess, just to see what the country looks like uh, on in, in real life, because starting the next day when everybody arrived, that's when all the locomotion started, essentially. Uh, right on the first day, uh, there was a change in schedule and um, they, they've decided to get us to meet with the president on the first day of, uh, of the boys' arrival. Um, and that was very, a very interesting moment and a very, um, I, I would say, humbling moment because you are going there to explore, to understand better. And on the very first day, the welcoming is by the president himself. The, 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 yeah, so the, it, was, it was quite um, a good meeting, I would say, uh, because he was very welcoming, very open. Uh, the message that he gave us at the time was, you guys are welcome here and you guys are expected here and you have uh, free range to do whatever you think is right. Um, so we based our, the rest of the trip on that basis, essentially. And a lot of, a lot of what we did following that came from, from that green light, essentially from the, from the president that you, you guys go ahead and do whatever you think is right and let us know what we need to do after, right? Like we, you have blank uh, slate to, to tell us what we need to do after. So that was on day one. Um, on day two, 
we uh, hosted a workshop, essentially uh, Nicholas and uh, Sebastian did a presentation about what Bitcoin is, what it represents. We took a bunch of questions that the main audience were merchants um, and business owners of the country. So there was about 30, 30 or 40 people approximately there. That was a picture with the women um, that, that we took at the end of the workshop. And that we, I, call, I call it the workshop because by the, end of the, by the end of the presentation, we got them all to download the Lightning Wallet, uh, get them, got them uh, loaded with, with about $10 worth of, uh, of Bitcoin, of, of dollars worth of Bitcoin. And they, it was really fun because right after they downloaded the wallet, you can see little clusters of people just sending sats back and forth to each other, just testing it out and learning uh, as they go, and there was quite a bit of excitement after, and that's where uh, where the picture happened. Um, and on the last day, I think that's that was the most important, uh, not not the most important, but one of the most significant days, I would say, uh, is a presentation that was hosted by uh, the 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 director of the Conseil Economique et Social, who extended the invitation to us. Who um, the event was called debate around cryptocurrencies about cryptocurrencies. Um, the whole presentation was made mainly by Nicolas and Sebastian and, uh, and Yam as well. And it was addressing ministers, um, members of high society, uh, business owners, et cetera, that were there literally to learn more about Bitcoin and understand uh, what it represents to their country and address any fear, questions, doubts that they had uh, to, to us and to, uh, to the ministers as well. There was quite a few questions after it, and um, there was quite a few also interesting people in the crowd. Um, one of them being the the a representative from the IMF, and we went for to, for for lunch after, and he he was part of the lunch, and Sebastian was sitting right next to him, and he didn't realize that that was a member of the IMF, so that was quite funny. Uh, got him to download a, a Lightning wallet as well. I think they did the transaction. I'm not sure if the internet worked in their advantage at the time, but. Uh, that was basically um, that was basically the summary of the trip, right? So that's what that's what we did while we were there. That's awesome. It's uh, and the fact that this event or this trip came one week after we had bankers and financial authority members from 44 countries visiting El Zante. You know, uh, for anybody who didn't see the, uh, you know, the, the gala, we published a blog post, but or the pictures from the, the Jorge and Chimbera and, and Bitcoin, uh, Mike Peterson and Bitcoin Beach, like there's a look that you get when you see a lightning transaction hit like that. And like that look was there in those pictures and you can see it on the face in, in this trip. And so, uh, I mean, it was it's so cool to. Uh, you know, there's there's all of these articles around like what's going on there, you know, but then you see like real human beings using a better money and like and, and realizing the potential of, of like Bitcoin for financial inclusion. And like it was it was really inspiring to see a lot of uh, a lot of that. So uh, thanks for the overview. It, maybe what we can do is like I kind of thinking about like this trip is, you know, going to learn and, and listen and, and hear like what what people are thinking what challenges or, or what plans are in place and then also to share or, or educate and so um you know i'd love to hear from uh you know maybe whoever wants to to open up uh you know what were some of the things that you learned about either like you know challenges or plans that that you could share um that, that might be interesting for people um you know kind of peeking in from the outside in terms of where they are or where they want to go or why they're you know why they're taking these leaps I think Yam might be uh, 
good to answer this question. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, let me know what. What are they? What are they thinking? What? What? What did you learn from this trip, or or, or what? Thing, what? Uh, you know, what things are people trying to um, to grapple with and, and solve? What problems are people trying to solve right now? We, what we should know is that um, Central African Republic is one of the the most poor, although the poorest countries in the world, uh, as according to the the um, uh, to the World Bank. They are, I think, the last or the, the one before the last. So uh, it's they now have a president who is uh, a professor. Uh, at the, he was the former chancellor of the University of Bangui and who is um, a professor of quantitative uh, quantics, mathematics, and uh, cryptography. So he is uh, a good expert in everything that is about blockchain and cryptocurrency. So uh, this man come to power in last year, 20. Uh, it was not the first time he was in power, but let's say during the electoral campaign uh, in December, last December, uh, he uh, made a promise telling his people that he invest, he will find and invest $42 billion uh, during uh, this uh, current administration. $42 billion, that's quite, even in the US or in China, it's a, a, a big amount of money, very big amount of money. So um, he was trying to, he was looking for a way to gather this $42 billion. But what most people don't know outside of Central and West Africa is that um, you have 15 countries that don't have a currency in Africa. And most of the people outside of Africa don't know that. You have um, uh, in West Africa, eight countries. You have in Central Africa, one country. And you have in the Indian Ocean, one other country. That makes 15. And all these countries used a kind of uh, um, treasury bond from France that is called uh, if we just uh, uh, talk about Central African Republic, it's CFA francs. But this current, this is not a currency because it is not even managed. It's not even uh, issued by a central bank. It is used by uh, uh, the General uh, Directorate of Treasury in France of France. So um, he and one of the the things, uh, one of the mechanisms around this CFA franc is that when uh, these countries, the revenue of their exportations, they have to keep 50% in the treasury of France and they have taxes, they have fees, and this can go up to 85% of all their export revenues from their exportations. You right. cannot develop a country with this. You cannot even have the the, the the capacity to invest in your country. And yeah, this yeah. man... Yeah, yes. If you don't mind, I have a question on this. So yeah. what you said France is keeping 50% of the... Well, how does it work exactly? I love to, if you don't mind, dive into this because okay. I think this is extremely interesting to, to understand. This is what happened in the history. In 1945, on December 25, France was coming out of the Second World War. 
But France was the colonial uh, master of set, a certain number of African countries. And uh, de Gaulle, Pleven, and another minister decided to found a, um, to find a currency specific and limited to only these African uh, uh, colonial territories. And they did this, why did they do this? They did it because they wanted to protect these colonies so that no other country in the world could come and directly uh, trade with them because they won't have a, money, a currency. And then they will have to, if you want to trade with them, you have to talk with France and France will buy for you and France can buy for them. And that's what have been um, reissued, just refreshed in the 1960s when all of these countries uh, supposedly became, became independent. And in 1960s, before 1960s, everything was done by France because it was the colonial master. From 1960, 100% of the revenues export, of exportations of the country were kept by the treasurer of France. It's what they call the colonial agreement. Uh, they, they, there were special agreements that were signed in those days. And it is only in the 90s, the end of the 90s, that people discovered them. And in 1973, uh, you, 1973 is very important um, uh, a year. You remember that it was the year, the first year of the oil crisis when the, the, the nations of uh, Middle East decided uh, unilaterally to raise the prices of oil. And then they decided that uh, this could be this kind of uh, um, updating because a lot of countries in Africa were started to, to, to sell oil like Gabon, like Congo, and they had a lot of money. And then they, uh, they, they negotiated with France and they knew, knew, new agreements were signed where France was allowed to keep, when I say allowed, it's just a joke, where France told them that uh, it would keep 65%. And in 2010, then they, they uh, were uh, the last agreements and France told them they, it would get 50%. But the problem is uh, these last agreements were to be renewed in 2015. And some countries like Cameroon have not yet signed these agreements, again, these new agreements. And there are some more who are, which are um, clearly saying that they won't sign them because they cannot understand why. So there are agreements that twist from colonial era to uh, the, 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 the contemporary era today. So um, President Tuadera then was asking himself, what should I do if I want to invest in my country? And he was about to start, uh, he's about, he's not what, he's about to, to, to start the exploitation of their oil because there is a lot of oil and gas in Central African Republic. And that's why they are in war since so many years, since mostly since 2013, they are in war. So um, if he start exporting oil and gas, it will mean that uh, it is, he will give more money to France and not to Central African Republic because he will, he will just have access to at most 35% of the export, the revenues of the exportation of oil and gas. That's why he was looking for, a, for an alternative, something that will 
help him will make him be sure that the total revenues of the exportations will be under his own control so that he can be sure that he will invest the $42 billion. That's why he looked, he may have told people to, 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 to buy his oil and gas with uh, dollars, with uh, yuans, with rubles, but he decided that it would be done by um, uh, a currency that is under nobody's control, that is uh, not something that a state can decide to stop, use, keep, something like that. And that's why as an expert of cryptography and quantics mathematics, he decided to choose Bitcoin. And this Bitcoin is, uh, we have people and uh, uh, Nicolas, Sebastian, uh, uh, Noor, uh, uh, David and, and John, just stop. Uh, they have seen that when we explain this, explain to people that this will help their country have a more, uh, a, a, a greater capacity of investment, people was very happy. And it is something, an innovation, because um, we will have not only a, a Bitcoin that is a human being, but we can have now a state that can become a Bitcoin because it will sell and request that all the, the, the exportations be, uh, be, be, be paid in Bitcoins. And this state can also uh, send, give Bitcoin to the population through uh, public orders, public tenders, uh, sorry, public tenders, and uh, true salaries. So this is what's happening in Central African Republic. If they start, when they start exporting oil and gas, believe me, these guys will uh, earn something, let's say, and put it in, 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 in dollars, they will have at least something like uh, 30 to $50 billion every year. And that's why this is something, um, it is very, very important to, to know that for them, it's a question of life or death. They, they need to, to have, to keep their money and to be sure that it will never again be kept by another country. Yeah, wow, thank you. Um, you that reminds me, and I had to pull it up, uh, of a quote from Alex Gladstein, and because a lot of with El Salvador adoption, there was a lot of concern and 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 things, and and uh, and, and Alex said, you know, bad news would have been the China coin, bad news would have been a ban on Bitcoin, bad news would have been a CDBC, CBDC that's going to track all your stuff. Like adopting freedom money as your legal tender is not bad news. It's not bad for anybody. And like this has spoken to me because, like you said, you're you're bringing in. Uh, as I mentioned before, better money and 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 money that people can can control themselves um, over time. We know that there's a long there's a long road uh, and and there's um, yeah, you know there, there's uh, challenges to overcome. But uh, thank you for for that. That was a, a really uh, really interesting overview. Any any thoughts or additions to uh, what Yam was saying? I have another question to Yam. Essentially, uh, you you mentioned at the beginning uh, that you made some comments about the law and kind of broke it down to. Uh, to the people in Cameroon and in Central Africa in general, what was your main message around this law and what was the feedback that you received from the people that listened to you or that, that watch you? What was the feedback on the ground? So um, 
a lot of people, the first question people were asking was, was about the, are there any communal, because you have a community um, of Central African states. So people were asking, did the new law broke the agreement of these states? And did the new law broke the agreement with France? But you have at least three, two main principles um, that um, the law are conveying, but that didn't broke any of these agreements. You have the unicity. Is there uh, any point if the community, the agreement in the uh, the agreement between the the, the, the states of the Afri Central African Community, or there is any point in the agreements with France? where it is said that CFA front is the unique currency of the community. None such a point. So the law didn't break this agreement from that perspective. The other perspective was the exclusivity. Was there, is there any point in these agreements be in between the, the, the community of Central African state and the agreements with France is there any point stating that the CFA franc is the exclusive currency? There is none. And more, since I, I, when I came back, I'm working on, I'm trying to, 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 to revise, to, to make a review of this law and uh, the, the agreements with France, the agreement between the, 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 the state of the Central African community. And what, one of the things I discovered that as really a strong point, a very important point is that when you see the missions of the central, what they call Central African, Central Bank of, uh, um, the Bank of Central African States, as you see, is not even a central bank. It's not called a central bank. It is called the Bank of Central African States. When you see the emissions and um, what you discover is that they are talking mostly about fiduciary money, fiat money. They are talking about fiat currencies. So when you talk about fiat, um, the law in Central African Republic is talking about something completely different. So we are, they are not talking about fiat. And if all your emissions are about fiat, then the Central African Republic is really um, uh, out of any uh, attempt or possibility of breaking any agreement. And this is one of the, 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 the demonstration that people took time to really think about what they are doing and they are just avoiding problems with their neighboring countries and with France because it will be something that they don't have time nor resources to, uh, to, 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 to put in. Thank you for that. I thank you. <clears throat> Can I say something? Yes. Yeah. Uh, just uh, in this country, it is this money. Uh, in El Salvador, it's 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 dollar. Uh, sorry, <laughs> the camera. In other countries, it, it would be other currencies. We don't care. Uh, the, this mission exists. This delegation, in view to add Bitcoin to the current currency, and uh, 
in this case, it's France CFA, but um, it's not really our motivation. I understand why uh, you, you explain why Bitcoin in this country and maybe why the President Wadera chose this, this way. But uh, from my side, uh, just a, a Bitcoiner, I don't want to, to make politics. I just want to help people to have a um, uh, possibility to, to use Bitcoin easily and quickly now because they, they have this chance and uh, it's an emergency uh, to, to help the country to develop a, a real money. Because uh, we, we saw it in the, in the shops, my friends saw, saw the fact uh, the, the, the people in the shops have not enough uh, change. So uh, they have to, to write uh, something on a paper to, to uh, uh, I don't know the, the name in English, but uh, with this paper, you can come back in the, in the shop and, and, and uh, buy something again. So it's a new money. Uh, it's crazy. So the, the, the lightning wallet, uh, it's an emergency uh, now. So it, I think it was, uh, it was our, our first mission. And we were in the hurry because, uh, you know, there is only one Bitcoin. And as Nicolas said during the conference, uh, there is Bitcoin and then there, there are shitcoins. So uh, we wanted to explain that the important thing was Bitcoin and, and, and to, to be focused on, on, on this problematic. It's a big, big challenge uh, to, to adopt Bitcoin for a full country. It's a, it's a crazy bet. So we have to help just, uh, just for people. So I understand it's very... Uh, uh, important because it's the the France CFA and it, maybe it's not the right one money for for the country. But really, it's not my goal. I, I, I uh, please can I can I say just one word? Um, that, that's very interesting, uh, Sebastian, and I clearly understand what are the different the goal. What is the goal of everybody of, of everyone in the delegation? Because. You know, you, you are a specialist and you are an industrial. You are, you are, um, um, you, you, you like what you do and you know, and we all know that you can be useful to this country and you want to help them and they are really happy and willing that you have them. What the main, the main, the issue, what the goal of what I was planning is to say, you want to have them, it maybe it can be good to know why they are doing what they are doing, what they do. If you understand from where they go to where they are going and why they are doing what they are doing, then your help will be significant and you will know it's not about business or science, but there is also a moral, uh, a moral part of what you are doing. Because these people, and you have seen how poor the country is, um, Bangui is a town that has only nine kilometers of diameter, nine kilometers. But what they need just to, to tar all the roads, it's 100 million euros, just 100. But these people cannot even afford 100 million euros. Meanwhile, they have a lot of money that is outside and they cannot just get access to it. My role in this, uh, during this trip was just to, to make a link between Bitcoin and public policies. And this was aimed 
just to, to make sure that the, the, the engineers, the scientists may understand clearly what they are doing from a political and economic perspective and where they are going from the economic and political perspective and why they decided to do this like that. And um, believe me, um, you, you may say today that, oh, I won't go there anymore. People will just come and beg you because we know that you can be helpful. And uh, um, uh, this is sometimes um, how in the South, some countries uh, can be said to be poor, can be said to be unable to, 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 to conceive their own way, their own way of development, their own way of life. And we are living in, in something that we are living, we are now living something great. And what the difference between the way Salvador is using dollar and the way uh, Central African Republic use CFA France is this. Salvador knows that dollar is the money of the USA. It is not their own. It's the currency of the USA. It's not their currency. But CFA France, Central African Republic, is binded in agreement with Central African states to make one and be managed by the, central, the Bank of Central African States and with an agreement with France. Salvador is not in the same situation. And uh, we, will, we will help these people really uh, 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 start developing their countries by the time we really uh, bring everyone what he can bring, and, uh, um, but knowing exactly why they are doing what they are doing. And you know that uh, they were very grateful for all you people who came to explain to them what is Bitcoin, because in that CIMAC uh, auditorium, there were members of parliament, there were members of the Social and Economic Council, there were members of, uh, of government, and there were businessmen, there were students, there were teachers and researchers from the University of Bangui, and there were a lot of uh, people, members of the diplomatic corps. So it was something very great. And let me tell, tell you once more, Thank you for what you have said and how much you trained all us. David, I see a, a hand. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, thanks. Yes, I would like to add something. It's uh, what we see globally in the world for the moment. We see a division in the economy. We see in, in one part uh, an inflationist economy system with a central currency uh, where some supranational or national authority can manage it uh, without the, the agreement from population. We see it in Europe, but we see it in everywhere in the world. And uh, it, this currency, this national currency, inflationist currency, uh, push people to, to consume more and more because tomorrow my euro, my, my, my piece of one euro is going to... to, to to have uh, less value than today. Uh, and so it, it, it pushed people to, to consume. What we see with the Bitcoin, we see something new. 
we see, we see an economy where we have a decentralized currency um, where nobody can 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 add a bitcoin there is 21 million more or less 21 million uh, bitcoin uh, at finally in the, in the circulation it's so, not more or less right it's it's not more it's less maybe but... yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's it's 20 million 90, it's uh, just uh, less than 20 million uh, sorry yes it's a minus um, a couple voting voting accident <laughs> and uh, and what we see it's like we can have a new type of economy uh, based on the currency, a deflationist currency, where we can. Here in Occident, we see the Bitcoin like a, an investment, an investment thing. In the major part of the world, it's a possibility to for people to to have, like a bank account. A lot of people are not banker bankerized. I don't see. Don't, don't know the name in English. Sorry, but it's a possibility for them to to have access to financial services, to have access to a financial uh, inclusive services and uh, the possibility for them to save money. It's new for them. Uh, and I think it's a, it's a real division between the old economy based on inflationist currency and a new economy based in, in, in deflationist currency and decentralized. So it's a totally new and it's why some supranational authority don't really like because I think that they don't really manage the inflation. They don't know what happened with the with this inflation, and so they are scared about what happened. I think. Yeah, understandable. I mean, you imagine that what it can bring to people that, that to your point, un, unbanked or aren't banked, probably being the word is, you know, the ability to transact digitally. Uh, the you know the ability to once you can transact digitally, transact with anybody in the world. Um, you know, uh, you, you can provide lessons to somebody across the world and earn satoshis, um, and the and the ability to have access to an asset um, for you know people in the world that that have zero access to assets. Um, and like Nicola said, Bitcoin is the best currency uh, for people, government, economical actors. It's an I, I can take the uh, give the place to Nicola to explain it, but it's the best currency. That's it. I don't know if Nicola want to add something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, maybe I can shoot lightning. Uh, <laughs> so I guess what one part of this trip in uh, Central Africa Republic is to, so like I said, maybe it was to understand the, you know, the law, um, is it a crypto or a Bitcoin law, but also see, can we, is already, place where we can use Bitcoin and Lightning. Um, when you make some parallel with El Salvador, so when El Salvador, the law came active, there was Bitcoin Beach, which I think was very helpful for if we think about government bodies, like they could easily make the trip, you know, like a half an hour drive or so, and then see how this is working, right? Like there was already commerce that maybe at the time, you know, I don't know, 20 or so that were accepting uh, Bitcoin and Lightning. And so it was probably a very good education center for those government bodies to say, hey, oh, this is how this works. And I, I don't know, maybe naively I was thinking that 
going there, you know, we could pay in, in Bitcoin in some places. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I don't know if anyone else, else have some experience or they see something else, but I have not seen any Bitcoin sign when when we arrive and you know, the hotel we stay at didn't accept Bitcoin and so the place we've been into, like, uh, they didn't accept Bitcoin. And so one of the difference is that yeah, in the country, there is no center that, you know, you can just practice your Bitcoin, ask questions about Bitcoin, and, or just do some lightning transaction and see how, yeah, this is this is working. And so it, it's a very different starting point, um, which make it probably more complex to 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 go with, because you, you really have to rely on, you know, what you read online and... Um, maybe with people that are coming to, to, to see, right? So this is why we went there. Uh, but I think it's, a, it's, it's harder when you have nothing to, to really look at in your country where there's already a successful implementation, even if it's at a, if, if at a very small scale. Um, and so the, the challenge that I, I think the government have been pitched about Cryptos that are like you know better than Bitcoin uh, because it's faster because it's a lot more robust and everything. But so one of the key aspects of, of this delegation is to make people experience Lightning uh, because I mean of course they need a a good store of value like the CFA is you know probably not good store of value. I mean so. It's a derivative of you, but you know, it's like a, a lot of uh, covenant, right? A lot of uh, string attached. So you is a better currency than the CFA. Um, and, and of course, Bitcoin is uh, this much better store of value. Like I think we won't, uh, <laughs> no one's this call will dispute that. But, but one of the benefits is also like with Lightning, with this layer two on top of Bitcoin, now we can use Bitcoin not only as a store of value, but we can use a medium of exchange. Um, and this is if you want to think about property of money, it's really a combination of store value, medium of exchange, and eventually unit of account. Um, I think a key exercise was to have all this uh, commerce come, you know, the second day and also the Thursday, and uh, having them download a Lightning Wallet and make them execute transaction. And then they can realize, oh, yeah, it just works, like it's easy. And maybe the, the frame of reference they will have uh, in Central Africa Republic, it's like, oh, it's, it's similar to mobile money, right? I can just push money from one phone to the next. And it's, it's a helpful starting point. But then I guess we start to lose their mind because, you know, it's better than mobile money because, like, in mobile money, you, you um, if you have money on Orange, you cannot push money to TSL or NTM or like the other network. You know, it's like a very closed loop and it just works in your country. You know, it doesn't work with uh, if you want to receive money from, from Europe, like it's not uh, compatible. Uh, and so then you have this uh, better system that, you know, is just compatible with any other. Like uh, you have Lightning Wallet, it's compatible with any other Lightning Wallet. It's, uh, it's something that you would not get with mobile money. So I guess we, we start also building up from the form of reference, which is probably mobile money in, in Central Africa Republic and, and explain how this payment system is just like uh, better in, in many ways. No, you had a, a question. Yeah, I, I 
Yeah, the, the, the other thing as well that we noticed that was different from El Salvador is that when in El Salvador, every single person you ask, they have an opinion about Bitcoin, whether positive or negative, but they do have, they have formed an opinion, whereas, and they've formed it quite quickly after, after the law, there was the protest, etc. Whereas in, in Central Africa, I think most people still are in the dark. They, they basically, again, it's second poorest country in the world. Most people don't necessarily have a lot of time to listen to 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 any new development and and to the news or anything like that so they're they're busy with day-to-day -day needs right but the main advantage that they have unlike el salvador which is mainly cash almost uh, exclusively cash over there they already have mobile money which which as nicholas said is it's actually not easy to use at all right it is a closed loop and you can only use orange money with orange money and uh tell sell with tell sell and um sending money just requires you to remember all these super weird codes that when we asked our taxi driver to show us how to send money he had a book and he was turning the pages to like this is how you send this is how you receive and this is how you do this and that and then sadly with this specific person we couldn't necessarily help him download a, a lightning wallet because he didn't have a, a smartphone but with most other people because they're used to sending money over the phone when 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 they use the when they use a lightning wallet the light bulb is immediate it doesn't take a lot of time they understand okay this is actually better than um than uh than the mobile money and it helps actually take it one step further because now there is no boundary to who i can send to yeah i'm pretty sure that the mobile money will will be a good way to uh, to get the adoption pretty fast in Central uh, Africa and especially in all Africa, um, because not like in I don't know in uh, in France or in Europe uh, where we don't use that much, uh, we don't pay that much for fun. But them they do it every day, and it's such a shitty way. Uh, mobile money is it's it's useful for them, but it's pretty bad. So when they will use Lightning, I'm pretty sure they will be so surprised and they will adopt it really. Um, the adoption will be very fast. There is one drawback though, is that um, I think 300,000 people have internet access in Central African Republic, so it's 6% um, with data. There is two or 2.5 million, so maybe 50% of the population that have a phone, but it's not a smartphone. It's a, it's a, it's a you know, the Nokia 3310, like that we used to have like I don't know, 15 years ago, uh, where you don't have a data service, you just have a phone service. Um, this is what they use a lot, like many to, to do mobile money. And so there is also the, the infrastructure, maybe we can talk about it uh, real quick, um, is like, the infrastructure for internet is, is is really barely the minimum. Like there is only 3G connectivity for your phone. Uh, there is no 4G antenna. And, and it's not only only of 3G, but like the connectivity of the country as a whole is, I think from what, if I remember correctly from the regulator that we met, it says that there is a three gig internet for the country, like three gig per second. Uh, which is extremely low. So the, the, the data per uh, even person who have internet is, is very low. I, I remember I sent a, um, 
a link with a Google Doc to uh, one of the person we met during the trip, and he responded to me that hey, you know, we we don't really use Google Doc here, like because we don't have the bandwidth to like to be able to I guess to have the live updates, right? Like we need to use Word because like like this we can work offline or not being connected, and this is really also the challenge: is the state of the internet in the country is. Like if you have six percent of the population today with internet, it means that okay, this is your um, the population that you can address with the current lightning rate, right? And I know it's either we need to expand internet um, dramatically and make it more affordable so that like people can have a, a smartphone and use lightning rate, or somehow, which I think is would be very hard and I would not necessarily advise for it, but. Uh, use not internet, but use the like like, like what uh, Orange Money is doing. Use a phone, I guess, service to to be able to send command and to to pay with Lightning. The, the challenge with this is like Lightning. There is the transaction are there is a lot more metadata that need to be managed. Like typically, what is the current price of uh, Bitcoin to dollar? Like you, you need to know that if you do Lightning transaction. When you just push money with uh, mobile money, you don't need, like, you just say, okay, I push 100 CFA to this phone number, and that's it. And you don't need a lot more context. You need this context for making lightning interaction. And so uh, I think it's one of the main limitations to get broad adoption quickly. You know, that said, the regulator told us that uh, they will be connected to fiber in, January, in, in June, like, so maybe in the next 30 days, which maybe will be game changer and will like accelerate uh, internet adoption, but uh, it's, it's one of the main questions I have on my end. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask about that in terms of plan or rollout. Um, you know, they came out with a, a, a plan Sango, I think during the week uh, you were there, which had like multiple elements to it. You know, are, are there discussions and plans about like how, you know, adopting Bitcoin attracts, you know, investment or building building the grid or building, you know, internet infrastructure. Are these discussions that are being had or things that you maybe advised uh, advised them on, or is it maybe early for for those specific discussions? It's more about, you know, um, uh, really just early adoption uh, at this point. Sebastian, do you want to take it or? Why not? <laughs> is, is there a specific question? Uh, I yeah, I was, the, 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 so we have limited infrastructure, uh, power, uh, electricity, as well as internet. And I'm wondering if there, what the discussions are, or maybe if there's plans um, towards how adopting Bitcoin could help, uh, you know, uh, actually in, improve or increase or drive, uh, you know, infrastructure growth over the coming years. Yes, it's it's always the, the same solution. We can help to 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 find um, a return on on, invest, on investment uh, on the on the dams, not dams, but uh, on the hydro power plants. It's expensive to to build uh, an agro power plant, but uh, it's more expensive to build a mining farm. So uh, the global invest uh, with the agro power plant is not very bigger, 
but only the farm. So we can imagine to, to, to create the, the dam and the farm and to have enough electricity to give maybe 60% of this electricity to the people during maybe, uh, I don't know, five years, 10 years, and, and to reduce the mining uh, after the, the, the demand comes. Because if we create now 100 megawatts, you, you can be sure that uh, um, the, the population will not consume, consume all uh, in one year. It's very long to, to develop the, the network and to, and, and, and to, um, to, to sell electricity, the idea of electricity to the people. Uh, you have to imagine that many people in this country is not only uh, in, uh, in Central Africa, uh, but it's the same in Congo. Very few people have electricity uh, at home, so uh, it's not uh, it's not very simple for them to say, "Okay, I sign something to have a contract to buy electricity every month." It's expensive. Uh, it's not always very easy. Uh, you have to explain the, the the interest of electricity because sometimes they they have a small uh, solar plant and and it's enough for all the community. So, um, the, 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 but one, one thing is sure, uh, they have the possibility to create the, the hydro power plants for 50, 50 years, and it's not done. So if ever we can do it with mining, it's an opportunity. We, we have to try to do it, but the, the key is always the money. Huh? We, we have to find investors uh, in view to, to pay the the hydro power plant and the farm. And uh, it's a challenge in, when the country is not uh, uh, enough safe for investors. So it, all, all, the, all the situation, it's a, it's a big challenge, but uh, some solutions exist. We, we, our, our business, our mission is to show the the some ways we some ways that exist, but uh, that's all. It's not easy. Huh? It's not easy. The, the the good money, the solid money, is not the uh, it's not a um, it's not the the the, the solution. Uh, my recall, uh, you know, you know, <laughs> it's not the the solution for all issues. Sure. Yeah. Many yeah. parts to the to many many parts to the sort of to the future or to to the solution toward uh, not not only the money. Yeah. Um. Can I say something? Okay. I, I take the floor, please. So, um, that that's the, in, the the infrastructures. Well, the infrastructure. Uh, uh, yeah, the infrastructures in Central African Republic are really, um, there are only few infrastructures. And when some exist, they are in very, very bad condition. But what I know um, from the discussions I had with the member of government, the president of the Social and Economic Council, and some uh, um, members of the parliament is that they have an opportunity for mining business because 
um, there is a dam that is uh, at the end. And it is it is really uh, almost completed uh, at something like 100 kilometers from the Bombangi. And this dam we, is made by, is built by uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. And they have a deal to supply uh, to supply Central African Republic. So if there is a mining project right now to start, there, that it would be at that place that uh, around the, the dam where uh, it can be uh, a good site for the mining project. But we need to talk with them. Uh, uh, the mining business promoter need to talk with them and try to, um, to, 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 to convince them to, 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 to use part of this uh, power that we just should be supplied to Central African Republic because they need to build, um, <laughs> they need to, to transfer this, um, this power from the dam to Bangui and I think for, to Damara, Damara where they will build the, 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 the Bangui 2, it's the next capital. So, um, but considering this, what I think is uh, by the time they will have more money to invest uh, under their control for, invest, for public investment, then all these infrastructural issues will be addressed one by one. And um, I think when you see the program of President Tuadera, he have promised that one of the first infrastructures he want to build is everything that is around power, is around electricity, because they will use their gas, they will use, they can have um, hydroelectric potential is around 700 megawatts, it's not too much, but they, with gas, they, they will, natural gas, they will build, they have, um, they have a project, I have two or between two and three and five uh, 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 gas power plants. And their uh, goals, their targets are something like five to 10 gigawatts. So it with mega factories to, to do this, but they will start with something that will be at 200, 300 megawatts. By the time um, a mining company can, present, can submit a project to them, I think something can be done. And what I think, uh, referring to what Nicola has said, we should start somewhere. Uh, Bangui is a town of around about 1 million, 1.2 million inhabitants. In this town, you have around 60% uh, or 70% of the population with a, a, um, uh, um, a phone, and you have something like 100,000 uh, smartphones. We can start somewhere, and we know that if there is any technical possibility, the, the wallet to be submitted to them can integrate a USSD uh, uh, ability layer that can be used. Once, because they use mobile money, and mobile money is based on USSD. And if we can have this USSD code, if it is possible, then they will not even notice that they have, <laughs> we have, they have gone from, uh, from mobile money to 
Bitcoin. Yeah, yes, David, yes. Yes, David, you, you raised uh, your yes. hand. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, but finish if you uh, finish your, your it's uh, to speak after if you want. No, no problem. No. But um, okay. So okay, so we will start from somewhere. We start from somewhere, and there is a huge challenge to 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 manage between uh, something between one hundred thousand um, potential bitcoiners <laughs> to seven hundred. Mm -hmm. Thousand potential bitcoiners only in Bangui, the capital. And when, if there was a mining company that uh, settled a hundred uh, kilometers away from Bangui, there will be another spot where people will use this discount Bitcoin. And there is a, a, a very interesting feature in the um, in the wallet that. Uh, Nicola can submit to them uh, uh, based on what has been done already in San, in San Salvador is, is that in Salvador, not San Salvador, in Salvador is that you can use, uh, you can exchange, you can have transactions without internet collection using your QR code. And if it is possible in this way, then what we do is to start, use the features that we already know that are already uh, in use and everything will move on. The, the mobile money started with less than, we started with the first customer, the first, the first. So let's do, what I suggest is to do anything that can be possible to have the first Bitcoin wallet opened in Central African Republic. And we can do it in Bangui right now where we have 1.2 million inhabitants. It's very, very, very important. And then uh, it will be extended to the whole country uh, uh, progressively. So let's start there and let's offer something to them. Let's submit something to them so that we have uh, uh, what we can do. Infrastructures will come, will come. And they have a presidential political program to build infrastructure. And this can be uh, another motivation to really uh, build this infrastructure quicker. Um, if I can say something about what James just said, it's like he, he totally agree that we need to um, understand the tools and the habit that the population use already and adapt the tools about it. Uh, we don't need to uh, push a lot of new technology in short term, but in middle and, and, and long term maybe, but now we need to have adapted tools from what they already used. Uh, you spoke about the network USSD. Uh, I work in villages and everybody use USSD uh, network to um, make um, um, mobile money transfer to pay uh, the solar station and to pay everything. So we need to yeah. adapt the, our tools and it's, it's the key point to succeed, to have a, a, an efficient and inclusive implementation of this new uh, monetary uh, revolution that they can uh, give to uh, this country. So it's very important to have this this in the in the head to understand what happened and to uh, to 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 put in place tools adapted from what they already use. Absolutely, um, yeah, many small steps 
first come starts with listening and 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 learning and and seeing and adapting. Um, we're about about ten minutes here from our time. Uh, you know, we've got a, a decent group. I'd love to give everybody the floor for a minute or two to kind of provide any last thoughts, uh, things maybe that we didn't touch on, um, and or you know your 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 big takeaway from the trip. Uh, Jean, uh, you, do you want to start off start us off and provide a you know couple final thoughts? Were you talking to me? I, I didn't get you. Because oh, I was, sorry. I, I said Jean, Jean, Jean Christophe, did, did you want to provide Jean, a couple? Jean, yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry. sorry. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, as a conclusion, I'm still, I'm very optimistic uh, about the adoption. There is uh, for sure some technical problem, um, internet and energy, most of them, but people need it. And it's not like for European or Americans that uh, which is a plus. Um, they really need it for for the for for every day. Um, so I'm sure the penetration, uh, the rate of penetration of Bitcoin will be will be a success. Uh, I don't know how how long it will take. If it will be fast or long, whatever. Um, it would it will take the time of it needs, but it will success. I'm sure. Noor, uh, final thoughts, takeaways, lessons. I mean, I would agree with John Christophe. We came out of there very optimistic about what Bitcoin could do for this country. Uh, and as the the president of the Conseil Economique et Social kept saying, we learn to walk by walking. So let's just get something going. Let's start somewhere. And then eventually we'll learn what the people need, what needs to be built as, as we go. But we need to start somewhere. Um, and even if it's just starting at Mongi in the capital, that's already a good a significant of the population that would benefit from it and will will expand from there. Uh, Sebastia, and, and and one other, you know, uh, one other thing that, you know, to get final thoughts on as well is, uh, as, uh, as we've seen the, the articles coming in, the, the you know, the, the fund from every direction, if you have any uh, response or uh, to, you know, the way that the, the trip is perceived, I'd love to, you know, hear about that as well. Uh, Sebastian, uh, final thoughts and uh, response to some of the, the FUD and, and media articles. Uh, you're on mute. You're muted, Sebastian. Okay, uh, so <laughs> uh, it, it was a very long question. Could you do it again, but shortly? Sure. Uh, there's been in the media, uh, uh, you know, many articles uh, for, about uh, Bitcoin's first African adopter faces backlash from central bank or Luke Vallier uh, by helping finance, you know, Putin's war crime. There's a lot of articles and I just wanted to provide a, a chance to, you know, respond to the, the articles in the media um, and then any final thoughts you have. Uh, uh, no, I, I don't know. It's, I, I don't want to to talk about it. It's not the it's not the important thing uh, for me. So you know, the decision is is taken by the president. So my only preoccupation now is, is the success of the operation. 
for Bitcoin, for our ecosystem, and uh, for the people of this country, and for the people of the other countries, uh, because other countries will will adopt Bitcoin. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, oh, incredible for for Africa and for for all poor people in, in the world. So it's the beginning of of something very strong. Uh, I, I am so happy to to leave this uh, this revolution. Nicholas, uh, response to the FUD, final thoughts? Yeah, I'm sure, you know, in some years from now, like GDP, like, like in a certain way, GDP per capita will increase like it has never increased before. And you, you will still find the further that will find you know, any excuse for or any reason for what GDP has increased so much. Um, they will never want to say that, you know, there is some some very strong correlation with uh, adoption of Bitcoin, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm already expecting it. So, um. uh, uh, yeah, uh, final thoughts and or uh, response to the FUD and what a lot of the media, you know, articles may be portraying uh, about this trip. And, and you're on mute. What I think, what, what, what I, what I, the word that I can say is that I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, Central African Republic will succeed because their success is not only for them. It's for the community of Bitcoin, but it's also for the world. This is a financial revolution. We will have the first Bitcoin state. And uh, I really call on everybody on earth who is, uh, um, expert in this uh, in this ecosystem, economic ecosystem, and who knows something about Bitcoin, to come and uh, put a hand so that we can support this uh, this uh, this country. I am I live in a neighboring country, and I really know what they are, uh, what's happening there, because. There's not quite, not quite different, really not different with what's happening here. And uh, people are monitoring what's happening in Central African Republic from uh, this country and from neighboring countries. And if um, President Tuadira succeeded with the help of everyone and everybody from, the, uh, from I don't know, from anywhere, then we, have, we will have made something very strong and we will help 6 million people come out of poverty. And that's very, very uh, an historic testimony of what uh, science and human solidarity can do. Thank you for that. David. Yep. Um, just to, to remember that the, a revolution comes from places where we really need it and where uh, it's going to have the most impact uh, for population. Um, it's the first time that uh, there is a tool, Bitcoin is a tool, it's not a solution, it's a tool, but it's the first time that there is a tool uh, from people for the people and uh, to have, a, for the first time, a real fair monetary system uh, and uh, it's uh, it's just amazing to see what happened now, and 
I'm like others, very positive. And uh, yes, we have the time to do it. And uh, what we say, it's like alone, we go uh, faster, but together we go further. Uh, so it's what happened now and let's go. Let's go. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap. I love, uh, you know, I, I just, I feel privileged to be here speaking with you about this trip, getting it from people who were, who were there um, on the ground, speaking with uh, people about uh, Bitcoin adoption in Central African Republic. So uh, I thank you all uh, for people listening. Uh, we'll be back next uh, next week uh, with speaking uh, with individuals in Panama about uh, about Bitcoin adoption in Panama. And so, as we as we do with this adopting Bitcoin uh, convo with Galloway Pod, we we try and get perspectives from the ground uh, in 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 each country or community uh, around the world. And so, I'm excited for that. Uh, we'll cut the live stream here in, in a second. Thank you all for uh, for joining, and uh, and we'll and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you very much, and, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. I think Kamal is uh, going to cut the stream, but uh, if you want to.